Good morning, sunshine. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast presented by the Apple Corps over on Substack. We are your hosts, Juan and Abby. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I didn't think we were going to make it this week. I know. It's been a, a doozy. Week. Just like it always is. Every week we say we're going through it. So Having let's... kids is hard. <laughs> it's the recurring theme here. Yeah. They're little Petri dishes. Jewel went down first and took me and Theo with her. Mm-hmm. Abby made it out unscathed this time. Mm-hmm. If I still kind of sound like nasally, it's because I am. Yeah. And this is the best I've felt in like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been a wreck still having to mm-hmm. go to work, deal with everything else there. Yeah, these Work are... actually got better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Work has been figured out. So like... <laughs> A whole stress has been lifted off my chest just to get smacked with a physical illness. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. why do I always have to have something going on? I know. And these kids have been sick for two weeks, so it's been rough. To no fault of their own. Yeah. Jules in school. She probably got it from someone else there. Yeah. And obviously but it's hitting the baby pretty hard. Yeah. Theo is, what, what was his ailment last week? He just had a runny He was nose. also sick again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy is, like, so congested, can't breathe, Mm -hmm. screaming because he can't breathe, but also not breathing while he's screaming. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a contradiction in in itself. And he's so tired, and he's teething, a tooth is coming in. So, fevers galore. Yeah. And, uh... It's been hard. We're just... We're just trying to make it to bedtime. Yeah. Every day. Truly. Um... But with, like, Christmas... Right around the corner. Being next week. Yeah. This is a big week for us. Yes. This is the week that Juan and I began our relationship. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, we hit nine years together. Mm-hmm. So we're, we'll get into that. We also got Christmas Eve next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas on Monday. I know I complained about it last week, but like, boy, that sure is putting a dampen, damper is that the word? Yeah. It's putting a damper on the mood. Yeah. Like it it this doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. Cause like I gotta I get out early, like before Christmas mm-hmm. weekend, but then What, because Christmas is on a Monday? Yeah. Yeah. And then like we have Christmas, but I gotta go to work the next day. Yeah. Like I'm used to having Christmas and then a day to recover. Yeah. But this year it's it's gonna feel like a Sunday of a Christmas. Yeah. Like, it's going to feel rushed. I know everybody's struggling. So I was going like, to say last year was on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had Monday off. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just give you off Tuesday? What the heck? They very well could, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I'm going to assume that I got to go to work yeah. just to prepare for the worst. <laughs> no need to get your hopes Yeah, off. no need to think I'll have off. Like, I could call off if I wanted to, but... Don't. <laughs> I can't. I physically can't, which is why I went to work sick as a dog all week. Yeah. That's just so funny. Dying. Yeah. But we were talking about like how Christmas in general doesn't feel Christmassy, not just because it's on a Monday. That's my gripe. <laughs> but I was telling Juan how I had like a bunch of conversations with various people that they were like, I don't feel the holiday spirit this year. And I'm like, yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. The cost of life is mm-hmm. insane. Nobody has the money to like spend this year. That's like the biggest gripe that people have. The other gripe is, I mean, rightfully so, that there is a literal genocide happening like right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And ceasefire now. Yeah, ceasefire now. 
if you need a resource, follow at wizard underscore bison one to stay updated with everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to blow over that. But um, yeah, it's kind of hard to watch that, know yeah. what's happening, and then still be worried about be getting like, stuff. Oh, I need to go to the store and get all these gifts and mm-hmm. do all of this X, Y, and Z. And it's like, how can I? Yeah. It and, feels gross. And it even all started like Black Friday. Like yeah. No one went out shopping. Mm-hmm. People are kind of realizing like, hey, we don't, we realize we don't need this stuff because just because we could afford it beforehand doesn't mean we have to have it now. Yes. And now that we can't have like all the nice things, it's definitely not a priority anymore. Yeah. And like even some of those deals were bullshit. Like yeah. they would say... This TV is six hundred ninety nine dollars, but people would pull the sign and it'd still be six hundred ninety nine. Yes, like, yes. These companies are just out for their money. Yeah, they're out for our money. Yeah, I know. And so it like really had me thinking about like, I guess like, what the purpose of all of this is if we can't, not to say like fabricate Christmas spirit, but I think that's what it's become. And I realized how much Christmas spirit is dependent on the amount of money that you can spend to make Christmas spirit happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's go see the the light show, like the light show that you drive through, or let's go to the Nutcracker play, or let's go buy all of these brand new ornaments because now, like, it's let's a trend. Let's get the biggest tree. Yeah, like now it's a trend to, um, like, reamp your theme of your house every year so like the decorations that you buy every single year are you mean revamp yeah you can say reamp too oh, i just it didn't compute with me i'm sorry yeah that's okay <laughs> anyways people change their christmas aesthetic every single year and that's been a theme over the past few years that i've noticed really yeah can't whereas, say i've seen it whereas i well i mean I'm on woman TikTok. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) And Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll shut up now. Yeah, you see all the homemaking stuff. I don't. Yeah, but it's like the trends are trending, but like more than ever before. It's like, oh, get this ornament because it's this shade of beige. Like, have you ever? You probably haven't. Never. Uh, You know how it's called like sad beige children? No. You don't even know that. Never heard of that. Oh my god. Okay, so the trend. This was well over a year, maybe two years ago, um, where everybody started doing, like, beige everything. Like, not too many bright colors, not too many dark colors, just beige. Mm -hmm. So kids are wearing beige. All of their toys are beige. Everything they eat is beige. Like, Mm. everything about their entire aesthetic of their life is Mm -hmm. beige. So the word is losing its meaning as I speak it. Yeah. Um, So they were called – they – were you were able to find this trend under sad beige children because p- these women wanted this certain aesthetic so this year finally the sad beige theme had finally reached christmas so the trend that went on this year was sad beige tree christmas tree mm-hmm. and just the entire tree decorations are just beige and that's it that's weird yeah and so i know for me personally growing up We never had a theme. We never had, like, pretty decorations that went all over the tree or whatever. Like, all of our um, ornaments and everything were handmade or Mm -hmm. gifted to us. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was some, like, elf that I made out of popsicle sticks 
in like fourth grade one year, my mom kept that. Mm -hmm. And my mom has this like bell that, um, this like, I think sterling silver bell Mm -hmm. that somebody had gifted to her growing up. And so I realized that like a lot of people are basically just throwing out all of their like basically family heirlooms, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're things that you hold dear to you and just for like an aesthetic. Do you think it's also in the name of like minimalism in a way though? I think that does play a part in it, but I also think like having the picture perfect lifestyle is the reason for that. I think that's where minimalism comes from. Solely for the influence of minimalism? I have two thoughts for that. For the aesthetic, Mm -hmm. like I just said, but the other one is that they probably like you know how you and I grew up where Mm -hmm. like there was just stuff. Everybody just had stuff. Like you go to your grandma's house, there's just stuff. Mm -hmm. You go to your aunts, your uncles, everybody just has shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think as millennials got older specifically, they were like, I can't with all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's how minimalism was born. Interesting. I know we've tried to dabble in it, but it didn't work out that great. Clearly we are surrounded by stuff right now. I'm glad no one can see this. (laughs) I'm glad this is just audio only because... There's a pair of Ugg boots that don't fit Jewel anymore that are just sitting beside me. I don't even know how they got here. She put them on, actually. She found them and crammed her feet into them. Yes. But I'm also confused, like, going with your point of, like, how people are doing all these different aesthetics. Like, how are they doing this? Every year... How is everyone... Especially, like, with how, what I see in, like, my feeds mm-hmm. is just how much everyone's struggling. Like, I see people constantly comparing, like, years and dates of how much this was worth back then and what we pay now and, like, how hard we have to work. And, like, this is a quote-unquote silent depression, but no one's, like, labeling it as such. How are people still able to influence us? Mm-hmm. Like, and I get, I know some of it's like ad money or sponsorships, but like mm-hmm. for the up and comers that are probably doing this out of pocket, I mean, I guess you could say we're doing it, but mm-hmm. we're not adding or buying anything to influence people. Substack is free. Mm-hmm. We're not having people subscribe to us. People aren't paying for this content. So mm-hmm. like, how are people still able, like, that's what's been bothering me about the holiday season with it, like, at least on the internet. Mm-hmm. And everything going on, like, it all just feels like such a fake front mm-hmm. because it's like, bro, I know you're really like, So once you get off this phone, I know it's a whole different story yes. for everyone. So what I've seen specifically on my timelines, <coughs> excuse me, what I've seen specifically on my timelines is that the people that are influencers have the money to do so. Mm-hmm. So they are already set up in life. They already have the money. Then they get sponsored by TikTok or they get the creator fund and they are able to bring in those views because they can already make an aesthetic because they're already living by that, essentially. Mm -hmm. So then that way they get more viewers, they get more money, they can buy more things and then they can influence you. So you already have to have like a certain status in order to be able to like really reach those heights. Mm -hmm. And then... For I mean, I'm not going to say that that is like for every creator, but that is what I see a lot because for, again, my timelines, I follow a lot of different women that are influencers and I'll see them like I saw this one 
um, reel today from this girl that I follow. And she was like, go get a hair refresh with me. And she's like, I get my hair redone every six to eight weeks. I'm like, dude, what? I haven't had my hair done since July. And I'm begging for a haircut at this point. <laughs> I'm begging. I know. I'm upset that I'm paying double now for my haircuts. Mm-hmm. Like inflation hit my barber. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Do you understand how upset I am that I'm paying almost like 40, 50 bucks for a haircut? Yeah. But yeah. also like it's worth it. Yeah. I, I should be paying that. I'm not bitching. I but want I'm a bitching. haircut so bad. So bad. It's just because yours aren't $40. I know. If yours were $40, I would do it. I know. Yours is a bigger punch to the pocket. And I refuse to go to a supercut, so that I, is that. No. Nope. No. Neither do I. Yeah. But the other thing is that – um a lot of discourse I've seen on influencing in general is that although they fit this aesthetic, they fit, you know, they can influence you. They can buy all of the things. The credit card debt is insane. Really? Yes. And so a lot of people fall into the lines of their influencing, but their credit card debt is insane. Never would have thought of that. I just thought they had it or were given stuff. Most people have it, but I think that of the people that are really trying to make it work that may or may not necessarily have an easier life set up, they are absolutely using the crap out of their credit card. And that's just not something I'm willing to do for our podcast. Like, I would just rather it be an organic thing, and those who find us find us, and those who don't, don't. We fall in the line of people who are using credit cards to survive. Yes, facts. We don't have play money. (laughs) We don't. We need gas. (laughs) Like we need gas so bad. I got a gift card and I'm holding on to that. That's my free money. Like mm-hmm. I don't that's my dad math since mm-hmm. all the there's these different oh, maths going God. on. My dad math is is if I use this credit uh debit card that I won. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a work event, put all my tickets on the hundred dollar gift card. I made sure I won that. Yes. I was like, I my business here is done, I can leave. Yeah. I got Christmas and a little bit of gas figured out. But where does that leave us now? Like, so I, I despite wanted to seeing say, all this, complaining about it, like putting all of the influencing and everything aside, I'm talking to people that are in the scenario that we are in. That mm-hmm. it's like we're making it work, but we're struggling to get by. But you know, we live in a very real sense of reality. We don't have the extra play money. Like, so in that sense, I'm gonna say something a little spicy about Christmas. Oh boy, um, it's not that spicy, but. My thoughts this year, and unfortunately, it's right before Christmas. I'm sorry to kill your your Christmas spirit. You're going to be a Scrooge? Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit. But, like, in a very realistic way, I am happy that a lot of people aren't in the Christmas spirit this year. And I don't mean that spitefully. I was going to say, not in the sense of, like, haha, you don't get to have a Christmas either. No, not like that at all. This is more like a reality check, you're saying? So, after... I think my maybe before like right before we got married Mm -hmm. I think that was the last time that I felt like the holiday spirit Mm -hmm. and over the years what little of it was left has really just dwindled away Mm -hmm. and not like in over those years like we we really have never had the money for Christmas because like you know we go out and we travel and we do the things that we want this was prior to kids, right? Yeah, I was going to say, now all my money goes to these kids. Yes. But when our kids were born, you and I 
really started from scratch with like, what does Christmas mean? And we struggled with the idea of talking about like Santa to our kids and how many presents we wanted to introduce to Jewel, especially when she was really little. I mean, yeah, because our first Christmas in our own home, she was only one. Mm -hmm. She was only one. So she didn't really like know or care. And she got bored after opening two gifts. And literally, like, four years later, now we're learning that, like, it's better to declutter less toys. Like, the more toys that they have, the more they're distracted and don't want to play with it. I was going to say, the I think the statistic is, from the book that I'm reading, is that on average, kids have over 150 toys. Mm-hmm. And the reason, and for any parents out there, they're like, oh, they have all these toys and they don't play with them. They get overwhelmed after anything beyond 10 toys. Mm -hmm. So if they're sitting in a room and all of their toys are in there, they may be too overwhelmed with the amount of toys that they don't feel creative enough to take something and go play. Mm -hmm. So What's it called? Free play? Yeah. Is that what you told me it was? Yeah. So Juan and I have been like really downgrading on the toys that we have like around our kids and really looking into like, okay, what serves a purpose for their imagination because a block that sings and dances doesn't really help them at all. Yeah. And then I need to keep getting batteries for it. And then you eventually stop caring for batteries because it's like 2023 and who really is out here buying batteries all crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's just like the amount of consumerism that I've seen around me, especially like (coughs) it's just like, dude, when is enough enough? Yeah. And just because it's newer doesn't mean it's better. Yes. And I asked myself this months ago, like this isn't just like a Christmas theme. Like I asked myself this question, like when is enough enough? When is enough enough? I asked myself that question months ago because I was like, how are people just going out and like, I want this. So I'm going to buy this like using uh, what's that like afterpay? Afterpay, Klarna. Yeah. All of that stuff. But I would be in severe debt. Yeah. Like, and I, even when I talk with others about it who use it, they're like, oh man, it's great. I love it. I only pay 16 a month. And it's like, dude, I don't want to be in debt to like a pair of sneakers or like what I really Mm -hmm. want. I still want a PS5. Mm -hmm. I have room on credit cards to get it, but then that's just going to make my bill higher. Yeah. And then I barely have time to play it. So it's just going to sit here. And it's like, do I really want to pay for it over time and just have another bill on me? Like, my life rule is mm-hmm. if I don't have it, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Like plain and simple. And that goes for anything, even yeah. if it's bare necessities. <laughs> like yeah. if I don't have it, no, I can't get new shirts. Being in the position of a housewife and a stay-at-home mom, because I would consider myself a sham. A sham. <laughs> That's our little <laughs> insider. I, <laughs> <laughs> we were watching a TikTok and it had to do with basically like – when stay-at-home moms, they buy gifts for dads, but basically... It's it, with their own money. Yeah, it's with their own money. But it said stay-at-home mom as the abbre- abbreviation as S-A-H-M, and he read it as a sham. And it was so funny because, like, I read all that, and it was like when you're standing watching your husband open his presents with his own money because you're a sham. I <laughs> lost my mind because I was like, Abby thinks she's a sham. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> run it wrong because you're dyslexic yep just (laughs) switching up letters oh my god yeah 
Um, but I asked myself that question, like, over the summer. Like, when is enough enough? Because I just, like, especially <coughs> especially in the summer, people are going out, going to the beach, buying drinks, going to concerts, doing this, doing that. And it's You like, realize you need less stuff over the summer. Yeah. But even at that, it's like you fill all your time with these outdoor things. Mm-hmm. And then... Over the winter, people are like, well, this helps me and that helps me and this helps me and that helps me. How about you put on your jacket and go walk out in the sunlight for 10 minutes? Mm. That would help you. Mm -hmm. But anyways, back to the topic of consumerism and Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, we're ranting. There was a story that I wanted to share. Um, I was talking to my grandma about all of this the other day when I had dropped off uh, Jewel uh, while me and Theo went grocery shopping. And... She was telling me that she was like, I don't know what to get all of the grandkids this year for Christmas. And she was like, it feels like they have everything, like they have too much. And I was like, yes, I agree. Like we were talking about that. And um, you and I were talking about that, I mm-hmm. told her. And I was like, I would rather you get her something that she, oops, <laughs> that you that she can make or she can experience. Mm-hmm. I was like, you do not have to go over the top with toys. We have too many. We're trying to downsize. Yeah. And we ended up getting into the story of um, like Christmases over the years and everything. And she told me that my great grandma, who her name is Jewel as well. So our daughter is named after her. Which is also who you're named after. Yes. I'm also, my middle name is Jewel. So our daughter, Jewel, is named after my great-grandmother, Jewel. So Jewel's great-great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that my great-grandmother, when she was growing up, they didn't have money at all. But more so than that, gifts were not how they are now. So when my great-grandmother was growing up, they would get oranges and nuts for Christmas. And they were, like, thrilled. She texted me later because we were talking about it. And she was like, she thought that that was the best thing ever. Like, that was the best Christmas ever. And she said only one year she got a baby doll. And Christmas was not about, like, what it is now. And she was telling me about how when she was growing up that, like, if you gave a gift or if you received a gift, that it was a huge deal. Like, people did not exchange gifts the way that they do now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to, you know, dive super deep into the conversation with her. I would love to know more about, like, how, because she's probably seen it, like, how we've gotten to where we've gotten now. Yeah. But after her and I had that conversation, everything that I had been feeling, I think, was kind of brought all together at that one point. And I was like, I, th- I know we're doing the right thing. There's too much stuff. And so it really put in my brain, like, how do we redefine the meaning of Christmas? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are already doing that anyways. I'm not saying that this is just a you and me thing because I see what other people post about, like, making their own um, breads and Uh, growing their own herbs and fruits and vegetables and like making their own little gardens and making do with the space that they have but being more self-dependent and pulling away from that like consumerism thing Mm -hmm. so it was really nice to see kind of all of those thoughts come together Mm -hmm. and it be like okay i think a lot of people are really leaning into this it's not just me and you Mm -hmm. but 
yeah, now I'm interested to know like what we're going to do to redefine Christmas for our kids that is less about the stuff. I mean, for me personally, as I've gotten older, even with birthdays, like I've stopped asking for gifts like a long time ago. Like every year people ask me what I want for Christmas or like if I need something, like I'd rather you buy me some bare necessities. So like I'll get, I, I would always get like, new uh beaters new t-shirts socks underwear like as a kid Mm. those suck but now i'm like boy it's been damn near two years i need some new socks socks. yeah so i'm more so looking for like useful things i don't need like it don't get me wrong a, a, a thoughtful gift whereas like you don't ask me and if you just think of it from the heart or the gift makes you think of me mm-hmm. in some way shape or form like that's a heartfelt, meaningful gift, but I don't require a spending limit. Like, I've been mm-hmm. seeing videos about how people get upset if they don't have a certain amount spent on them. And I'm like, yeah, how can you have that level of, like, yeah, that's need? And especially this year, like, I just want money to give to Jewel to school. Yeah. Like, to give to Jewel to go to school. So, like, mm-hmm. I am I have to finish paying the rest of her tuition for the last half of the year. Mm-hmm. And with the choices I've made, like, saving money has not been an option despite not having to pay for a lot in rent and, mm-hmm. like, all the other bills I used to have. It makes it look like I had way more money just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how hard we've been hit. And now I'm, like, just inching my way there. I'm almost got, like, the goal that I need to reach. But, like, if anyone's listening to this and you were going to get me or Abby something, just toss that bread our way for Jewel to get to school. Like, that's the bigger picture. That would make me happy mm-hmm. to make sure that, like, she can continue the rest of her school year. Yeah. Like, that's more important. She loves school. That's a she daily thing. school. That's a daily thing. Rather than get me a gift for a day that I might use for X amount of days or mm-hmm. forget about or it might get lost in my closet, like, mm-hmm. give my daughter school. Yeah. Education. Yeah. She has learned so much, and I think her school itself has really been, like, the uh, the catalyst for why we are doing things the way that we are and asking the questions that we are. Mm-hmm. Because if you're somebody, like, if you're not in a relationship or you don't – if you are in a relationship and you don't have kids – I think that there's this idea that the Christmas magic comes from how many gifts that you can buy your children for Christmas. And Mm -hmm. that's not true. Or how many gifts Santa gets them. Yes. And that's not true. It's not true whatsoever. It the the technology, the the smartwatches for kids, the tablets, they don't need any of that shit. And it might be like, oh, well, other kids have that. Yeah, and it's rotting their brain. Mm -hmm. And they can't read and they can't write. Which is why we took Jules away. And all these kids just see how easy it is to go viral and get paid yes. for being on the internet. Yes. So, like, that's their goal rather than something actually that striving for things. Yes. Just from my perspective. Yeah. But something that we've learned through Jules School, she goes to this, like, alternative type of school. It's not a traditional setting. She is outside all of the time at school. She is rarely inside. They go mm-hmm. inside like on Tuesday for a snack. The other days she's outside the entire time. Mm-hmm. But the influence of nature, the influence of using their hands, 
the fact that they don't need that much. Mm -hmm. They need the room to be creative. All of their toys are handmade. They're wooden. They're carved by other students at the school. Mm -hmm. Like, they make their own crafts to play with. Like, Jewel holds on to those things more than anything we've ever bought her. Her teacher came to visit her at the beginning of the year, and she painted her a rock with um, a buttercup flower on it because Jewel is in the buttercup class. She has held onto that rock. Mm -hmm. My mom brought her a rock the other day, has Santa Claus painted on it. She has also held on to that rock. Sleeping beside the rock. Yes. Yes. But I just dropped how much on Christmas toys? We only spent like $100. Rightfully (laughs) so, but like still $100 compared to a painted rock? Yeah. Like we see what Jewel likes more. Yeah. So the And she doesn't care about money. She doesn't know the value of what I'm getting her. It just shows up. Yeah. Yeah. So the if if you are in a position where you want to have kids or you are pregnant and you're on your way to having kids or you just want them one day and you're nowhere near it, the Christmas magic does not come from the amount of presents underneath the tree. Mm-hmm. And it's the figuring out how to bring that Christmas magic into your home despite the gifts. You are Santa now. Mm-hmm. You are Santa. Yes. And there's a lot of things that I've done with Jewel this year. Like we um, we have a bird feeder outside of our house. So mm-hmm. we get to see all the little winter birds come in to the little birdhouse that she painted. And that has brought us some Christmas magic. Mm-hmm. We barely decorated. We put the tree up. We put up four ornaments and some lights. Mm-hmm. And she was like, wow, this is the most beautiful tree I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We didn't even pull out our ornaments. No. Because either dogs or... Baby. Our baby would eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a thousand ways. And it's like, it's a change, not just like the dogs and the baby, but the ornaments. Like, all of this is forcing a change. Yeah. And it's like, again, running it back to the point where everyone's reevaluating, like, what's really necessary for Christmas. Like... Every night we do the Elf on the Shelf, Mm -hmm. and Jewel, if you're listening to this later in life, yes, it was us. (laughs) (laughs) All those ideas were me and And your mom and your mom. I was taking a breath. I was trying not to cough. We were going to fight. But, like, that's what's fun. Mm -hmm. Like, last night the Elf left Jewel some oranges and chocolate coins, and she woke me up. The the oranges were inspired by my great-grandma. Yeah, she woke me up at (laughs) Four yes. in the morning, like, Dad, you got to come look. And I'm like, what's happening? What? what? And she's <laughs> like, look, Elfin's sitting on the window, and he brought me the – and I'm like, don't touch him till the morning. Just let him go. Let's get some sleep. Don't touch him till the morning. Elfin is the Christmas magic right now. And she loves it. Uh-huh. I stuck him in the cabinet, put two, <laughs> put four toothpicks in a banana and drew a face. And I was like, he got a banana, buddy. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Like – that's what she's going to remember about every Christmas year. Like tonight she waved goodbye to Elfin and said, thank you for coming to my room. <laughs> like we were doing our bedtime routine oh and she thanked Elfin. That's the magic of Christmas. That's what yeah. gives you butterflies. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we got that elf for free. We did. <laughs> so you don't have to pay for the Christmas magic. Yeah, you really don't. Oh, I had a thought. 
I'm trying to make it come back. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like we beat the Christmas. We beat the Christmas out of Christmas. Oh, I actually just wanted to harp on the um, the presents aspect. The um, Not just for Christmas, but in general. For birthdays, all of it, right? Um, this year especially, I've noticed a theme around birthdays and holidays in general that there has been some sort of I've noticed this my whole life, <laughs> but I really noticed it this year, that gifts were really being held over our head or mm-hmm. in Jules' head indirectly. Mm-hmm. There have been a few people that have held gifts over her head as if they are entitled to something from her mm-hmm. because they have or given Or a reaction. Her. Yes. And as you were talking about, like, her saying thank you and everything to the elf just for some oranges and the the coins and just coming to her room that like it's not just Christmas that's an issue with the presents it's it's all of the year it's the buying all of the time it's how do we spend time with our kids to foster a relationship to teach them patience so that they can sit in a restaurant and stand in a line and sit down for a movie or go to the library and have patience and be present and not just be like hey shut up here's my phone mm-hmm don't just give presents. Be present. Yeah. And so I really in this I new year. I think that year, was a Saturday message like a was. couple years ago. Yes. That's why it rang in my head. Sorry. Continue. But this year in 2024, I really want to emphasize that the people around us, the people that are closest to us, the people that are a part of our children's lives understand that, great, that's nice. You can buy them a present. But how can you spend time with them? That would mm-hmm. be meaningful. Because – we have a lot of people that vary in how much money they bring in a year. Mm-hmm. And some of them really struggle to get Jewel a gift. And some of them buy her more than what she could possibly fathom in one sitting. Yeah. And regardless of that wide gap of people that can get her things, the mo- the thing she wants is to spend time with somebody. Mm-hmm. She wants somebody to pay attention to her goddamn nonsense. Yep. So I really want that... If you're going to take anything away from this is that the way that you spend time with the people around you, your worth to them is not dependent on a gift that you can give them. Mm-hmm. And I know it seeing it from my own daughter because she doesn't care about anything that I can give her. She cares about how I can spend time with her and listening to her. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to hone in on that. And I think that's the, the, the why I am like. Good. Nobody can afford Christmas this year. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Be with your kids. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Outside of your money. Yes. You can't yes. buy love. Love them outside of your money. Love them outside of your money. That's a yeah. bar. Yeah. yeah. I taught Joel how to climb a tree today. That was awesome. That's sick. Yeah. Proud dad moment. Yeah. And maybe this is just like a an American problem. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We're only talking from what we know. Yeah. And what we're experiencing. So take from it what you will. Yeah. But on that note, what do you have to say for yourself for nine years? For nine years? For nine years. Let's Ooh. let's completely Are we just gonna shift gears. Yep. Shift okay. gears to the topic. I'm done talking about Christmas. That's fine. Nine years. Nine years. <laughs> <laughs> nine years ago, Juan and I started our relationship and is it okay if I reveal anything? Depends on how much you're revealing. Go. I'll be big. Okay. <laughs> Juan was in a previous relationship with somebody 
terrible. A terrible relationship with somebody uh, prior to me, um, even though he was talking to me first. Um. <laughs> Keep it pushing. Come on. <laughs> but when we started dating, like right before we started dating, so our um, anniversary date is December 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like... 2014. Yeah, 14. 14. That's crazy. I would love to go back to 2014. I wouldn't. I'm good. Not like I had braces. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Anyways, he was like, "Listen, he was trying to be a gentleman. He wanted to give a week between his previous relationship and mine and his because he wanted to be respectful of the previous relationship even though it was terrible." And you. And cuz I didn't want you to feel like I you were just a rebound. I know. I know. But Even though once I finally asked you out, you were like, we were basically already dating, but okay, we'll count today. <laughs> that was blunt, Abby. Yes. So I wanted to reiterate that that for anybody that wanted to know how we got our start. It was like that. Mm-hmm. I asked her out at a buffet with pancakes. We and need a to great- go to a buffet right yep, now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but nine years, geez. Breaking records every day. I know. I was going to say, nine years ago, I had just graduated high school. Nine years ago, I was a senior still. I was prying on a senior. (laughs) Your dad asked me the funniest question when I met him for the first time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What are your intentions with my son? (laughs) First of all, who gets interrogated by their boyfriend's dad not gonna lie thinking of it as i got older like i'm like that is kind of like out of the norm but that's just who my dad is like your dad was he interrogated straight. everybody it didn't matter who you were all like he had more boys and girls so like we were always not always bringing girls home but like whoever we brought around he pressed them all the time that's so funny he took mugshot pictures of a previous relationship <laughs> because he was like i don't trust you straight to her face he was like, I need this for evidence. I'm like, Dad, that's kind of fire, not going to lie. No, that's so funny. Yeah, he asked, <coughs> he asked me what my intentions are with his son. And I, I gave him and some answer. I don't remember what it was. He's honestly doing it just in the sense of, like, comedic relief to see if you have a sense of humor or yeah. if you're going to play into the bullshit with I was going to say, the next question he asked me. Oh, he was, what would he say? He was like, he was I'm like, not going to walk in and catch you groping up on him, will I? <laughs> I said, I'll try not to. And it made him laugh. Like, if you can get my dad to laugh, win him over that way, like, it's easier to be on his good side. But he, that day, he was like, I respect it. You were honest with me, and it was pretty funny, so I'll give you that. Like, And I've continued to humor him since then. Yep. He helped me with a school project once, and he was helping me drill holes in this trash can. Oh, yeah, with a hammer drill. Yeah. Never used a power tool before. Never in my life. I didn't tell him that, though. And he was like, come on, you just got to drill it in. And I was like, but I have weak wrists. And I, like, cranked my wrists like I'm (laughs) doing the... uh, Like you're crying? Yeah, like I'm crying. And he thought that that was humorous. So for the longest time, he called me weak wrists. Mm Mm-hmm. He would, that's how, like, he would introduce or say hello when we walked in the door. He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, what's up, weak wrists? Yeah. How you doing? Yep. That's some deep, like, yeah, deep in the vault type of, like, knowledge about us. Oh, that was so funny. I don't think anybody ever, I never told anybody about the weak wrist. Like, that was all family-related stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, so our first year together, Juan and I met each other's families. Uh, I ran over a cat. <laughs> on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. You were taking me home Christmas Day. It <laughs> was on the back road. It was on the back roads, and I was, we were going home, and it was like, dum, dum. and you were like, oh, no, and then you were like, do you still like me? And I was like, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, just get me home, man. I don't know where I'm at. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. She hit a cat and was like, "Do you still like me?" And it's been love ever since. Yep. Oh man, nine years in though. We basically have been saying we're together for 10 years. Like, we're right there now. Mm-hmm. So next year, we'll do the whole shebang. We'll probably go crazy for our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Do a good old recap of the 10 years. But until then, you get that little tidbit. Yeah. You get a, you get the little bit of the, the intro. What about for you? Nine but years ago. What do I have to say for myself nine years ago? Yeah. Um... Mine's I hit a cat. (laughs) I was 16 turning 17. Oh, wow. Really robbing the cradle on that one. You were what, 18 turning 19? No, I was 19. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) You turned 18 when, uh, after we started dating. So you were 17. Oh, no. Yeah. I was 16 when I met you, met you. Yeah. I was Over the seven, summer. 17 turning 18 then when we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still in high school, but like senior year sucked. So you were like the best thing I had going and you were outside of school. So it had me like looking forward to something. And like I said, after that previous relationship i was like she's my last hope mm-hmm. if this don't work nothing will like i was giving <laughs> it my all and you were my first re- oh so i don't know if i've mentioned this before one was my very first serious relationship and, and abby was my last <laughs> <laughs> she was my last option <laughs> um i <coughs> was never into like the idea of dating before then because anytime i would get into a commitment i would be like yeah mm-hmm. i'm done with that after, like, a few days. I know. She would tell me the horror stories of, like, <laughs> a boy telling her he loved her. And she'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then just be done. Yeah, a boy texted me that he loved me. And I was like, I broke up with him immediately. And then Crazy. ghosted him. Crazy. But you, would... you put up with me. Oh, yeah. I love you. Loved you since I met you. Insane. But anyway, so Juan was my first hope. And I was like, if this doesn't work, it never will. So we were still on the Gee, same page. <laughs> we were on the same page, just opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, no, this has been a beautiful nine years. Mm-hmm. Like, it is crazy that we've reached nine years. Not in the sense like, oh, we we couldn't. But, like, this is a lot of work. I know. And, like... And I've how? been with you every day since I was, like, 17. 19 years old. Well, no, because, like, even at the beginning, like... Oh, you're right. We did do our own thing at one yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> like, we were still, like, even... Bro, we were engaged and we still didn't fully live with each other. That's true. So, like... We're just doing our thing. So, until we 
were heading up to get married. Because, mm-hmm. like, right up until we got married is when we really started, like, living together and bouncing around all over the place together. Um, I just haven't been without you. Mm-hmm. Like, every day I come home to you. I was just going to say that, like, I would think that after how many years you and I have been together that, like, because, like, we do everything together. I don't feel the need to, like, go out and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go by myself and do this. We're like, no, we're going to do everything together. But not in, like, the creepy way. We also have, like, no, some we have independent our... things. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, like, you and I enjoy doing 90% of things together. No, and I blatantly said that to, like, one of my coworkers because we were talking about He's like, yeah, bro, if you come out, hang out with us, like, you'll see that these people are cool. I'm like, listen, bro, when I'm off the clock, like, I want to go home and be with my babies. Mm-hmm. I want to be with my wife, like, and that's a choice every day. Like, mm-hmm. growing up, especially, like, in TV and just, like, the the influences around of, like, what it's like to be a married man, like, it all just seems like a drag. There's the ball and chain joke or, like, how hard it is or it's not about you. Like, I've gotten told that every step of the way up until this, but it's like, no, we've, like, talked it out, worked it out. We've brought ourselves onto, like, equal footing in terms of, like, who we are and what we want out of this. Mm -hmm. So it's never been any of the bad things that I've seen because there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot less models of, like, good marriages. Yeah. If we're going to be real, like, there's a lot less. It's not as frequent. And then when people, like, see it, they're, like, they're judgmental about a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Which we've gotten sometimes. Oh, yeah. We get subtly, consistently. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll push past that. But we peep. But regardless, we're nine years in. We got a family. We got a four-year-old. We got... Almost a one-year-old now. Mm-hmm. That's going to be next year's problem. Theo's going to be one. I know. But nine years of crazy experiences. We've literally, like, traveled the world. Not the entire world, but we've we've been We're many places. We're working on it. We've We're been many places it. together. And, like, I see a lot of things, and there's a lot of things I want to do, but I couldn't imagine doing them, like, without you. Yeah. And not having you or the kids by my side, like, we are all just one unit. Like, mm-hmm. we're the Rivera clan. Mm-hmm. You coined that term a while ago mm-hmm. when it was just me, you, and Peanut. Yep. <laughs> yep. Me, you, and our little squirrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that, that's the same thing that I meant, that, it, like, it's it's so weird because it's like I, I see something cool or I see a place I want to go to. One topic based on this I wanted to talk about was, like, I saw some TikTok saying, like, it was a girl, definitely out of our generation, like, younger generation talking about, like, oh, how can you say you love someone but then wake up and say you don't love them the next day? Like, it's crazy. And then they, like, break up or whatever. Girls don't understand. Guys and blah, 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 blah. But we've also acknowledged that, like, Love is a choice, mm-hmm. and you're not going to love someone every day. Mm-hmm. Like, even heading up to the marriage, we were anticipating from, like, things we've read. Like, you'll wake up and look at the person next to you and hate them for some reason, <laughs> but you still choose to, like, push through it, work on it. So, like, 
I know we talked about marriage more so last episode, I think. Mm -hmm. A little bit. We dabbled on it a little more. But in terms of just being together, like, this all started out as a friendship. And we've talked through the moments where you're like, we've never blatantly said, like, I don't love you right now. Oh, yeah. But we always ask, like, you love me? Yeah. Of course. All the time. Like <laughs> You love me. Despite whatever we might feel, however we argue, we always check in. Mm-hmm. We always make sure we're good. We're always on the same page. To a creepy amount. But not in the <laughs> sense of, like, obsession. No, no, no. It's just, like, I'm there, and I don't have to ask if you're there, but you always are, and I will always ask. Mm-hmm. And you just, you always are. You're always there. And we meet each other where we're at. Yeah. So on the days that we're kind of slumping, we pick each other up and we try again the next day. Mm-hmm. And even if one of us is a page behind, a simple conversation gets us right back on the same page. Yeah, we argue. Our feelings do still get hurt. Oh, yeah. Despite how, again, we're not preaching how good it is. Like, we still have our difficult conversations. We actually acknowledge today how passive aggressive we are to each other yeah and how we handle our problems sometimes but like everything gets solved by the end of the night yeah we never go to bed mad like i feel like that's an unspoken rule we've kind of just done like yeah we'll lay and toss and turn in bed and talk at two o'clock in the morning because we Mm -hmm. can't sleep and we're still upset yeah and then we figure it out and then we cuddle and then we're nine and then we're fine yeah at two o'clock in the morning yep so what I have to say for myself in nine years is, mm-hmm. like, I've truly learned that, like, to love someone like this, it's it's a choice. Yeah. And I'm glad I chose you. Yeah. Cheers to nine years. Aw. I love you so much. I love you. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Are we going to make out? N- no. <laughs> ew. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't even continue. Like, I was going to just dive off the deep end with that joke, but no. We're good. I think we need to wrap it up now. You've gone too far, ma'am. Way to ruin a nice thing. <laughs> and on that note. I didn't ruin it. And on that note, if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you so much. Peace. Love. <clears throat> and applesauce. Sorry. I had to clean my throat. And Merry Christmas. And happy. I almost nope. said happy marriage. Happy marriage? Happy nine years. Let's run that back again. If you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you so much. Peace, love. And applesauce. And Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.